Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and final part of our full interview with Andrew Windows from FIS, where we will discuss about the pros and cons of their treasury management system, Integrity. Andrew is a senior manager at FIS with a deep expertise in one of FIS core products, the treasury management system called Integrity. FIS is a behemoth in financial products and services and offers a broad range of treasury services and softwares. In the episode of today, expect to learn how is FIS prioritizing real-time data integration in treasury operations, whether FIS is actively building APIs with banks and markets data providers, what are the key synergies when combining integrities with other FIS products, how user-friendly is integrity when integrating with products from other vendors, how does FIS gather and use customer feedback from integrity development, and like always, much, much more. This series of episodes is a bit the first of its type. Most of the episode is about FIS and their solution. But we thought it would be interesting to deep dive into a treasury management system with somebody very knowledgeable about it from the very company providing it. So please let us know what you think about it and if you would like more of this type of episodes in the future or not. If that is the case, and when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. Please leave us a review if you enjoyed the episode on your favorite podcast platform. It only takes five seconds, will help other people learn more about Treasury, and this will mean the world to us. On another other note, this episode is brought to you by Automation Boutique. Automation Boutique is empowering Treasury, finance, and risk management with tailored automation solutions. They use robotic process automation, or PA, AI, APIs and Power Query to create automations that can work with your existing systems. We partnered with Automation Boutique as we really like their approach to innovation and how they help the industry. For this partnership, they came up with an AI-powered automation self-scan that can help you find out if a business process is suitable for automation and how to best get started. It is totally free non-intrusive and only takes about 15 minutes. What's great is that the report you will get from the scan helps you determine if the benefits of the automation outweigh the costs. If you want to have a look, head to the link in the description or to automationboutique.com slash corporate treasury 101. With all that being said, please welcome Andrew Winders. makes a lot of sense. So perhaps not the hardest TMS to implement, but still is going to work. And, uh, and and you'd probably need the person internally that has good connection with the right stakeholders to be able to make sure that they drive the change in behavior to meet and make the most of the, the new software capabilities that you'd be implementing in that stage. Andrew, take us past uh, integrity then. So I, I think that's a really good overview. And I think we're pretty, we've covered pretty well what integrity is good for and, and the specifically why a treasury department implement it and, and how, how we'll go about doing that. Um, tell us a little bit more about the other offerings that FAS has. So you mentioned about quantum, you mentioned that quantum is the more customizable solution uh, that FIS has. It's not, let's say cloud-based, it's locally um, deployed into the, the treasury 
the company's uh, infrastructure. What, what other differences would you say about quantum versus integrity? Is it just customization and SaaS element or are there other differences that might drive a company towards one or the other? Yeah, so um, uh, just to be clear on the hosting, so quantum can be hosted, it's just not a SaaS application, that's all. So it's dedicated hosted infrastructure for the customer. But quantum is an extremely capable treasury tool. So as an example, integrity will do the breadth of treasury workflow. Quantum will, of course, also do the breadth of treasury workflow, but to a very, very deep level. So as a simple example, if you want to run a value at risk calculation, there's one methodology which integrity will offer. Quantum will give you three methodologies. Um, if you want to capture option portfolios, integrity has vanilla option portfolio capability. Quantum can offer a much more sophisticated level of financial instruments. So it really does go to a very, very sophisticated level of, of treasury management. So it's a, it's a tool which, um, you know, the, the world's largest, most complex treasury organizations utilize, um, and therefore it offers many, many options in terms of how you will utilize the, the capability and the functionality of quantum. So it's a, a very powerful tool offers a high degree of customization, but also with natural functionality goes to a very, very advanced level. Okay. So smart heavy duty tool for the, for the company that wants to take the treasury department more seriously. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Correct. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I, I wouldn't tell our integrity customers that they don't take their treasury yeah. seriously. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. 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 And okay. Very, very interesting. So Sorry, then can we expand just a little bit more on that hosting point then? Because I'm interested now. So my understanding, and this is Corporate Treasury 101, no one's afraid of uh, not knowing stuff on this on this show. So that's the whole point of why people listen. So my understanding was that when you say SaaS, you say that, and this isn't really a treasury topic, but generally, when you say SaaS, you say that the software is, let's say, web-based, for example, right? There'd be an online portal, I'd log in, that software and my data would be hosted somewhere in FIS or FIS owned servers, uh, which I would then just be tapping into. And then I wouldn't have to invest in my own infrastructure, my own servers, et cetera. I just need a really good internet connection. Um, it, did I get that part right? That's correct. Yes. It's, it's a true SaaS multi-tenant okay. application. Yeah. Okay. And then that's why I understood about quantum was that, no, I would have to host it in my servers. So I'd have to buy servers that were capable of hosting it with databases that were capable of hosting all the data. And then I would have it internally and I'd get to, some would say I'd get to own my data better or I'd have full ownership of my data. What, what's the, what's the other part? No, so the, um, so integrity is multi-tenant hosting in a SaaS environment. We can still host all quantum customers in FIS infrastructure, but it's not multi-tenant hosting. So, what does so that if, mean, if you, hosting? so you're not sharing servers effectively, you know, all the infrastructure okay. is dedicated to you as a customer. You have your own okay. private hosting environment, whereas in integrity is multi-tenant, okay. multiple customers on, on, on servers. But that being said, there's, okay. uh, you know, obviously the, the demand from the market is to, is to move all all solutions to a, a SaaS type deployment. So there's strategies across all of our products to enable that going forward. So the quantum would be 
can be hosted on FIS servers, but a dedicated server to Correct. that customer only, whereas quant integrity or the typical SaaS model. Well, so does that mean like I can't delay? So my laptop is very far behind on its iOS mm-hmm. updates um, because it's my laptop, it's my server, right? I, I'm bad at it and I brought the, the I brought the benefits of it and also the yeah, costs yeah. of it, right? Uh, but But does that mean that like, you know, like an integrity server, if you guys choose to update, I everyone gets pushed the same update. On a quantum, I guess I have more ownership. That's over correct. It, over that, to see that's, like that, that's what time works for that's me. Well, well explained. Uh, exactly that. So there are on integrity. There are two releases a year, and the release schedule is fixed. And every customer will, will release will, will receive that release at the same time. Whereas with the quantum customers, they have much more control over when when the new release will be applied to their environment. And like also, and again, um, I, I think everyone could trust FS's infrastructure, but if the integrity server goes down, everyone goes down at the same time. Uh, uh, that's well, correct. Right? But every integrity customer by default gets access to a production environment, a preview test environment and a disaster recovery environment. So there's immediate guaranteed failover from production to disaster recovery if something should ever happen to our production environment. And I think that also means just for, because now you got us, Andrew, so now we are hooked into the quantum hosting SaaS, all uh, <laughs> discussion, but I believe that also means that when a company needs to update or have a review on this quantum system, they will need to go through not a whole implementation, but quite a heavy process, whereas integ- integrity would be seamlessly updated am i correct in that or yeah so the integrity process is a seamless update with all of the um so the new version will get loaded onto the preview test environment well in advance so the customers can look at the new the new version new functionality the new capability with all the documentation that goes with that um when a customer on on quantum um chooses to go through their upgrade there is a um, a handholding process, effectively, where our professional services will simply walk the customer through the new functionality, so they're aware of um, how it works, and there may be a little bit of testing based on what's been delivered, if it's relevant to the customer, um, so that they then become live on their production environment. Awesome, thank you, Andrew, for going down that rabbit hole. With us. Um, that's, that's <laughs> Please, no more rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got plenty of treasury topics to cover as well. We don't have to go into into uh, by, uh, computing infrastructure uh, just yet. Super cool, but I mean, I guess a little bit on the computing infrastructure point, uh, Andrew. The uh, real time data, right? That's that's something that's super uh, relevant for all treasures in all industries across all industries nowadays. Uh, data is becoming a lot more seamless. Uh, we have access to more real time data. People see the immediate benefits of that as well. Um, you mentioned APIs earlier and how you guys only deploy ready to go APIs. APIs being this technology that's sort of revolutionized our ability to connect different systems to each other and get that real-time data. What's the overall trend of TMSs towards real-time data and, and how is FIS expanding its capabilities there? So I think to begin with, it was a bit of a buzzword, if we're all honest lots of people talking about it not everybody really understanding the value behind it but the more that 
the topic has evolved and the more the technology has evolved and the APIs can become part of a standard connectivity offering, the more important it is to make everything as close to real time as possible. So as an example of that, we rolled out the ability to connect an accounting entry from Integrity to an ERP via API. And you sort of thought initially, well, what's the point of sending an accounting entry in real time? Who cares? But when it gets to the end of the month and the accountants tell you we're under so much pressure to close the books now in T plus two, for example, um, and it used to be T plus five, any speed of process has huge value on that internal sort of drain of resource and pressure to get things done. So there's the element of, of efficiency gains from real time, but then there's also the element of making far better use of data. Um, so if you are receiving bank statements in, in real time, not everybody needs it, you know, it's not, you're not literally receiving a new statement every second, obviously, but it's kind of like, as you needed it, it's available. You're, you're calling your bank and it's in real time, your statement is available. And when you can consolidate all of that information in real time, so there's two elements to real time. One is getting the data from source system into the treasury platform. And then the other elements of real time is having that information immediately available to the user. So again, in some, I'd say that's one of our differentiators because whether it's uh, online reporting, alerts, having the ability to create reports yourself on data that's just been received in the last second, um, there is no time lag in the integrity reporting. So can't talk for all other vendors out there, but with integrity, you can literally create reports and guarantee you're looking at the latest information, um, which is which is really important. So that just means, I mean, when I think back to when I was in Treasury, my latest report would be my Friday bank statement and yesterday's information from my subsidiaries, if I had, if they'd been bothered to send me anything. Uh, and, and today that information is immediately there. You know, when you're looking to manage over overdraft facilities, uh, counterparty exposure, optimizing credit facility headroom, all, all those sorts of things, then the impact on fees and general costs that, that, that the treasury team need to absorb. Um, over a year, that can be significantly reduced if you use data appropriately. That makes lots of sense, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. You touched upon quantum only, and well, obviously for the sake of the time of this episode, and you mentioned it earlier, we're not going to dive into all the solutions and softwares that FIS has to offer, even to the treasurers. But let's assume, which I trust is the case, that it also has a payment factory in the name of Trax, for instance, or Bank Connectors, or mm -hmm. any other systems. I would believe the one of the advantages to go with an FIA solution would be to have synergies, right, between the different systems. So do those synergies exist? Like, are there certain of them or benefits obtained when combining integrity with other products from FIS? Is there such a thing? Yeah, indeed. So the only two products you would never combine are Integrity and Quantum. Apart from that, products fit with one another. So as an example of that, so obviously many people in the market, especially those uh, who are payments experts, will have heard of Trax. Trax has evolved into a payment hub and the payment hub can be the 
automated connectivity process and library that's going to immediately be able to connect your customer from sorry, our customer to the bank with the right routing, right formatting, uh, right protocol so that payments become as efficient as possible. And that is both, you know, whether you are connecting either treasury platform. So, so what that means is Integrity has embedded payments capability and can connect directly to the bank. And the payment hub that, uh, um, that is now delivered utilizing tracks as a service can also benefit, like say, our, our, our quantum user base. So we now, now have a tool that can sit across integrity or quantum that basically facilitates immediate bank connectivity from a, a library approach. So that is what that is doing is taking the best from all of our bits of technology and basically embedding connectivity to ensure that the customer's experience is as simple and as seamless as, as possible. So if a customer comes and says, I need to make payment, I've got banks all over the world and I need to make payments in all the local formats and processes that each country insists on. Well, we now have a, a library structure that's going to facilitate our ability to do that. Um, so whether it's tracks and the payment hub with quantum, with integrity and its embedded ca payment capability and, and the payment library, but then evolving even further than that. So we've mentioned things like um, market data products and, and money market portals and so on. But then we have other customers who use our get paid solution for the, their order to cash process and, and driving the speed to account um, in a much more expedited way. So having having the ability to integrate from a an order to cash system so that from a treasury point of view, not only do you have control of your treasury process, you have control of your payables process, but now you also have visibility into your expected receivables. So rather than your receivables number being something that you can't really rely on, you hope it's accurate, but you don't really know, all of a sudden you've got a solution that the receivables team within the organization can use to drive the order to cash process and for it to be much more efficient and to extract that data and to use that within the treasury decision-making. So there's lots of tools within FIS that really, obviously not every tool is relevant to every organization, but there's a range of capability that the customer can select depending on the business need within their treasury organization. Mm, makes lots of sense. Okay. And so to continue in that vein of maybe the little bit more challenging questions, Andrew, and to wrap up this episode. So some of the main ERP vendors um, also often offer integrated treasury modules, right? So mm -hmm. are there benefits and or drawbacks to selecting a separate TMS system, such as integrity, or will there be stuff that indeed integrity cannot do because it's not directly part of the ERP system? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, a quick answer is there are many benefits to selecting a dedicated treasury platform such as Integrity. But but I'll, I'll explain why, uh, and I'm not being facetious, I'll explain why uh, I say that. It's, it's very much around, we see ourselves as a, a direct partner to an SAP or a Dynamics or, or an ERP. And that's because we see the, the, the value the ERP brings is significant. It's very sophisticated. It does the actual ERP role very, very well. When it comes to treasury, 
ERPs evolved into Treasury. And so the Treasury application, or the feedback from the market, is that the Treasury applications generally do not give the same level of Treasury sophistication because it was not originally designed to be part of the overall architecture. And sometimes the hosting isn't quite as efficient as, as a true SaaS application. So th there's various reasons as to why an ERP would not work for a treasury organization. And part of that as well, even though treasury solutions can offer a lot, they are standardized offerings. So implementation is generally very straightforward, as, as we've discussed. That isn't always the case with an ERP uh, treasury application. But that is also why we embarked on this strategy of ERP connectivity. So we have a, a tool that's embedded into both Integrity and Quantum as an ERP connector. So if we have a customer that's an SAP user, we can simply connect to the to SAP for their, their posting of accounting journals, for forecast information, for payments that need to be made, for example, via the API. So we, we're not trying to position ourselves against the ERPs. We're actually trying to actively work with the ERPs uh, and complement what, what they do on their side. So I have to say, Andrew, that you're very good at turning challenging questions into positive answers. So I'll stop on that. <laughs> A last one for you. Um, obviously, customer's feedback is one of the most important aspects, right, for people and system vendors and overall companies who want to improve their services, improve their products, go above and beyond. With, some, with something as heavy as a TMS, I'm thinking source integrity where you'd have multiple clients feedback, but then only one version of the product. So if you update it for one or multiple clients asking for something, you're also updating it for all the clients who didn't ask for that additional feature mm -hmm. or removal or something. But even maybe even for Quantum where when a feedback would mean, oh yeah, but just customize it further. How does FIS uh, takes customer feedback into account or the development of new features or fixing of bugs or whatever it might be uh, when it comes down mm -hmm. to customer's feedback? Mm -hmm. So in terms of development and what goes into the roadmap, we have a tool that is available to all of our customers where customers can freely add in their own ideas. What, what do I want? to see in integrity. And then customers also have the ability to vote. So if you put an idea into our ideas toolbox, I might see it, I might like it, I'll vote on it, somebody else might vote on it. If it gathers momentum, that will go up the priority list into our development queue. So we actively encourage our customers to become part of the assessment of what should be going on to the roadmap. Obviously, in addition to that, there's general market expectation, regulation, um, you know, all, all the usual things which will, it, which will dictate a roadmap. So that, that's part of it. We want our customers to be engaged, but we also make sure that we, we have sessions, face-to-face -face sessions with, with our customers. Um, so we've been to a number of cities during the year this year met locally with, with the customer groups within the, those countries and literally have closed door sessions some of those sessions we will sit outside for a couple of hours and say um to the customer group you just discuss what you want what you like what you don't like it's not always about functionality it could be about anything it could be about i had an issue with my help desk or or you know, it could be about any topic at all and we're quite open to to discussing all those those points obviously 
But when it comes to, you know, if like you, you mentioned there was a bug, for example, we have very, very strict SLAs within our organization. We can resolve all the issues, uh, I'd like to think, pretty efficiently because we have this SaaS operations team run from London that is our customer support and our infrastructure support. So all tickets come through, whether it's, you know, piece of functionality might not be doing what a customer thinks it ought to be doing. Maybe there's um, an issue on the infrastructure somewhere, somebody can't log in for some reason. Whatever the issue is, it comes through to our support center. And depending on the level of severity, will dictate exactly how much resource gets applied to that. You know, if it's literally can't log in, well, that's business critical. So we aim to resolve that in, in an extremely sharp time frame. You know, if it's something that, you know, I, I need an additional field on my report or the name isn't quite right or something and it's not really a functional problem then that's obviously a lower priority and and then that's sort of um given a bit longer to resolve so so we drive we drive contact with the customers at a roadmap level we drive contact with the customers at a face-to-face -face level just to literally discuss and we also support all those discussions with our slas uh, that we agree with the customers um when they come on as a customer andrew Thank you so much for taking us through all of that. Um, is there anything that you would like to share about any of the topics we've touched on that perhaps we you didn't get the opportunity to talk about? No, I, I think we've I think we've covered a lot. I think I think we could fill another exactly the same time frame again, going into a bit more detail on some of these things. But um, I mean, it's just a very exciting place to be. FIS has got a lot of products. Um, you know, it's an, an acquisitive organisation, so we're always sort of looking at new things to bring to the market and to our customers. So, you know, as we've discussed, partly developed, partly working with partners, solution partners. So as far as I'm concerned, FIS is the leading, uh, leading fintech for, for many reasons. So that means we've done our job well then, that, uh, you know, <laughs> no, don't tempt us with the second episode. We'll right? hold you to that for sure. Awesome. So, uh, just to close up then, Andrew, if our listeners want to hear more about you, Integrity, Quantum, TMS, as solutions overall offered by FIS, where should they go? What's the best point of contact? Um, so very welcome to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, as you'd expect. So very, very easy to reach out to me or to send me an email, andrew.winders at fisglobal.com or on the FIS website, there's the ability to contact FIS directly uh, and then the relevant business line will respond but very happy to just connect with all of your listeners in any way they wish. Awesome. We'll have a link to your LinkedIn in the show notes. Right then. Andrew, thank you so much. Thank you very much.